Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Nick. And we're going to have a fun episode today as we're going to be talking about Misfits Jiu-Jitsu, which is owned by Brad Edmondson. So, Brad, thank you for coming in today. Dude, thank you guys so much. I'm really excited to talk with the state of St. Charles and talk about what I do and kind of how I ended up at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Out here and having my own storefront. It's very exciting, man. Yeah. Well, we're excited to hear about your story and also to learn about jujitsu. And I and apologize for everyone because I'm probably going to say it wrong at some point, so I'm going to do my best here. But, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, where are you from? Do you live in St. Charles? And maybe some of the fa- favorite things that you like to do here. So, uh Originally, I lived out in Elgin, and I grew up in Central Oaks West. Then my family moved out to Geneva, and my dad was a Kane County judge. My mom was a teacher in St. Charles. She used to teach at Little Woods Elementary School. And she got her doctorate in education and ran a doctorate program, um, kind of teaching teachers how to write curriculum and things like that. So she would go throughout the St. Charles School District and kind of coach teachers. And, uh, you know, she was involved for a really long time. So I had lived in Geneva for a very long time, and I ended up moving out to South Elgin. And, you know, I had been out there, and what happened was I, from ages 13 to 28, I did nothing physical. And when I was about 23, 24, I had a really tough time with depression. I got severely depressed where I was basically a shut in for like five years. And I really struggled to hold down a job and things like that. You know, I was diagnosed with bipolar depression and I had a really hard time. Yeah. So then when I was 28, I started to put things together and really came together. And, uh, I started lifting weights. I went to the export over here in St. Charles. Okay. And there was a great manager there named David Maroney. And he was kind of this guy that looked a little bit like Rocky, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I would go in there and I'd lift it odd hours because I had tr- trouble with sleep. I had been working graveyard shifts and things like that. And yeah. uh, David would teach me how to like lift weights and help me out, encourage me a little bit. Now, again, I had done nothing physical from ages 13 <laughs> to 28. I tried out for the basketball team my freshman year and got cut. I love basketball. I'm not good at basketball. Gotcha. So then I did two years of lifting weights there and kept putting things together. And I decided, hey, I'm going to try a Muay Thai class because I was interested in Thai culture and I used to love to fight. So I went in and tried a Muay Thai class. And while I was doing that, I was learning like kickboxing. Muay Thai is basically kickboxing with knees and elbows. So I started to do that. And then one of my friends said, well, you need to learn jujitsu because if some wrestler like takes you down to the ground, you're going to get beat up. So I went in and I said, okay, I'm going to try a jujitsu class. And they pair me up with this 15-year-old kid. They had the Justin Bieber haircut. <laughs> okay. The old school Bieber yeah, haircut. Yeah, the, the comb over kind of. Yeah. Oh, he choked me so bad. I got beat up so bad. So I was like, Biebs just beat me up. That can never happen again. I have to learn how to do this thing, man. And yeah. I became obsessed with it. And it became like my life started to revolve around jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it as mm-hmm. kind of an art. Mm-hmm. Because while Thai boxing was kind of like fighting for me, jujitsu was like this incredible puzzle. And I yes. just love that aspect of it. But yeah, man, it's yeah, been good. Just, once the, the you got the Bieber beat up, then you got the, the blaze in your heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was just like I couldn't believe this little 15-year-old kid beat me up so bad. And, like, I was, like, 
210 pounds, 220 yeah. pounds. Okay. I had gone through this whole journey. I was like, oh, I want to get big and strong. Mm. So I was doing like powerlifting kind of stuff. And I got real into that. Mm. And I was trying to gain weight. And there's a crazy story with that. So I ended up getting up to like 220. And I started this whole thing. Yeah. And uh, oh my God, it was rough, man. <laughs> and I mean, it was just getting adapted to doing like a sport versus mm. just going and lifting heavy weights every day. Which right, I, right. I love like powerlifting kind of stuff mm. and weightlifting. Yeah. I don't do much of it these days. Mm. But oh, I I fell in love with all of it. I love like the technical aspect of it, yes. really learning how it all works. And briefly for a bit there, I was looking to go into physical therapy. I was looking yeah. at becoming a PTA okay. before I went all in on jujitsu and yeah. just, this is what I love to do more than anything. Yeah. And I know you talked about it a little bit with what jujitsu is. Can you kind of outlay or outline what, you know, jujitsu is and what, so it, cause you talked about, it's kind of like that more like wrestling kind of style. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the basic premise of jujitsu and this is something you have to talk about with self-defense yeah because a lot of people confuse self-defense with fighting so if you and me are like standing across from each other and we put up our fists we're in a fight real self-defense i don't fight you i leave Right. And that's the thing. I don't want to fight anybody. And right. I it's never about trying to get anybody. those like opportunities to leave rather than confront, be confrontational. Yeah. Yes. And that's where grappling really comes into play. If somebody grabs me, I can like create distance and just get away from or now, get out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And jujitsu is the act of controlling someone through grappling. Yeah. Um, negating any damage they can try to do to you. And then if you have to. Um, using a submission hold, which would be like some kind of a strangle or some kind of a joint lock where you could inflict damage and it's controlled. And that's the most important aspect. And the thing is, when you're doing like sparring and things like that, you can grapple very hard. You do the submission a little bit slower. You give them lots of time where they could just say, hey, that hurts. I give up. And they tap out. And that way nobody's getting injured while training it. And that's very, very important. Right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, because I remember a long time ago, I used to play a UFC video game on the Xbox. And so I remember, like, you know, they would talk about, like, the number one jujitsu, you know, practitioner in the world. I'm like, what does that even mean? And then you'd see, you know, them go down the ground. They're, like, you know, arm barring and all that that crazy stuff. So, you know, it's pretty cool, like, what, you know, they, the the ways that you can go through, like, self-defense and fighting like that so. oh there's so much to it and it's yeah. just this enormous puzzle and jujitsu has grown so much more as a sport of its own because right. originally jujitsu was just like just fighting itself and yeah. now it's grown into this enormous sport and we're seeing more and more support for it all over and it's becoming much more common thanks to like you have people like joe rogan that promote it a lot yep. and uh jocko willink and you know it's it's really getting out there and it's For me, it's so great for mental health. And I work with Mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, first responders. And with the stress of the job, it gives them an outlet, you know what I mean? But more importantly, it's a safe outlet. Right. That's that's the most important thing. Good jujitsu is safe, it's fun, and it's also extremely effective. And you have to balance all that and kind of keep an eye and make sure everybody's well taken care of. Right. Where if I have somebody come in and it's a dad who wants to train twice a week, And I pair him up with somebody who's like an active fighter. Well, the way I teach, my active fighter is going to look out for his safety. He's responsible for that band's safety. Mm -hmm. He's going to make sure he has fun, he's learning, and he's not just getting beat up when he comes in the gym. Yeah, because that wouldn't be a lot of fun. You're like, yeah, Yeah, let's go get beat up. (laughs) That's the way it used to be. It used to be you started out. 
and they threw you to the sharks, you know what I mean? And right away, it's like you're fighting for your life day one. Right. And there's a little bit of that, but it's just, it's much safer the way it's done today. Absolutely. It really is. It, it's such a great sport. It's so mm-hmm. interesting because with martial arts, there was always this idea that a smaller guy could beat a bigger guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That isn't always the case. You know what I mean? Well, and you see a lot of sports that like claim this, but then you see it in action. You're like, it doesn't really go that way. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is so effective with that where you see mm-hmm. it. Jiu-jitsu has a thing called the absolute division. The absolute division, you could have a 150-pound athlete go against a 280-pound athlete. And you see these kind of like mismatches and like the smaller athlete can win in jiu-jitsu and we right. see it you know what i mean now don't get me wrong size matters you know what i mean it's <laughs> very difficult but it's we see it in competition mm-hmm. we see it function which is just incredible yes absolutely so can we talk a little bit i guess about the impact jiu-jitsu's had on your life personally maybe you know some of the mental health benefits of practicing jiu-jitsu? Oh, absolutely i mean my whole life there was just like this dark cloud following me around you know what yeah. i mean it was just severe depression and at points in my life like i wasn't the greatest person to be around because mm-hmm. i was just so unhappy you know mm-hmm. what i mean it was just you know suicidal thoughts and things like that for years and the thing with jujitsu is when you go in there um if you think you're like great and nobody's going to beat you 100 percent, somebody you will never suspect is going to beat you but when you put in the time when you feel those feelings like, oh, you're no good, it's like you are going to have success. If you put mm-hmm. the time in, you're going to have success. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like evens things out and shows you you have a sense of self-worth. And more than anything, the community is fantastic. Yeah. And I really yes. feel like the most important thing for people today is community. And you get a lot of people out there where, you know, they get out of high school or they get out of college. And that's kind of like, now what? Yes. And yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, like a lot of them end up like drinking too much, things like that, where they end up sitting at home playing video games, watching TV, and then they work they work their day, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you have something like this, the physical aspect of just being physically active is one of the biggest helps for mental health that I found. You know what I mean? Right. Don't get me wrong. I see a therapist. I take medication. These mm-hmm. things are very, very important. Um, you know, and, and it's like the physical aspect of training to me is key absolutely key Mm -hmm. in order to just be healthy mentally and Mm -hmm. just uh, i'm like so much more of a positive person now yeah and i have so many people in my corner and the thing is i never believed in myself but i believe so strongly in my students and then i see their belief in me so it's like oh i want to do better for them yeah and it's like every day i go in there and i'm like i want to do the best job i can to make sure they have a good time they're safe they're building and i just encourage them to do positive things in their life. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that always drives me crazy with martial artists, <laughs> you get a lot of them that act like they're an expert on life because they're, you know, a martial arts black belt or something. The Mr. Miyagi thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, he's this super wise guy. <laughs> it, that is not the case. There are lots of martial artists that are not the brightest people. And, you know, they're not always the best people. Well, it's kind of like, for me, I'm going to teach you about jujitsu, And I'm going to encourage you to do good things in life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to claim to be any kind of guru. I'm no kind of expert on life, anything like that. But I'm going to try to guide everybody in a positive direction. Absolutely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. And was there any, I guess, jujitsu instru- other jujitsu instructors or just anyone that helped you on your journey? Oh, there's so many people. I mean, there's so many people. Like when I opened my gym, 
students came together. I had a student donate a TV for the gym and just bring in and say, like, let's set this up so we can watch jujitsu matches in the gym. Wow. I had a student make me a steel cut, a laser cut steel sign for like the gym by the door and they just surprised me and came in and helped oh, that's awesome. that's i had great. people come in and help me set up the mats and all that i had some great instructors along the way one of them was a guy named nathan rubluski and so nate when i worked with him he would break down everything in a technical fashion where he mm -hmm. would he would set up like a branching tree showing you the different pathways you could take in jujitsu. Yeah. He would watch a video and he would pause the video and say, based on this guy's response, what is he going to do next? And he would quiz you. And like, it was so <laughs> technical and it, he made me fall in love with just the art of it where it's yeah. like, Oh my God, I don't have to use any strength. I don't have to be athletic because I'm a terrible athlete. Like I am really bad. I'm not strong. I'm not fast. I'm not real coordinated. But I found by being technical minded and just really studying and putting in the work, like I could really have success against people mm -hmm. that are great athletes. Mm -hmm. And that drives them crazy. You know what I mean? When they're like yeah. super athletic and, you know, they're very strong. And then they get like caught in a submission by somebody like me, which is always <laughs> funny because, you know, I don't look like some top athlete. I don't look scary. I don't want to look scary. Like I was going to get a tattoo when I got my black belt and everybody thought I was going to get like skulls or like a black belt jujitsu thing. I got my dog and I'm doing, <laughs> if you look, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all his favorite dog toys all the That's way down awesome. so and they were like oh you'll get something tough i'm like no doggy toys i'm actually getting more doggy toys added this week so i'm all cool. excited That's for awesome. that yeah yeah, yeah cool. it's a lot of fun man it's a lot of fun yeah but, yeah i mean was, there's so many people to name that have been with me along the way when i got my black belt which took me over 12 years to do of just really working hard we had this crowd there and everybody just cheering me on and like, it brings a tear to your eye, man, because so many people build you up. Wow. And the yes. thing is when, when I'm teaching and I'm doing jujitsu and I'm doing my thing, it's not just me. It's all these wonderful people that have managed to like build me up to this point, because I'll tell you, there was a period there where I couldn't go into a crowded place without having a panic attack. Hmm. Like I would start hyperventilating and not be able to breathe. I'd be so freaked out. You know what I mean? And, um, building up to where I'm at now where I could come in and talk to you guys and know people are listening to this and I can go and teach a class to like 30 people and be talking about these things and have the confidence to do that. Yeah. Like I owe that to jujitsu. Like wow. I definitely do. So, yeah. It's really it's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, people talk to me now and they can't even imagine the fact that I would be that like kind of, you know, depressed and quiet and just kind of shut off from everybody yeah and uh that's really cool to wow. me, man. Yes. yeah yeah that yeah great and so you are a certified instructor so it, the thing is i have i, I received my black belt okay. from a guy named tim thielen okay. who is like the man okay. he's a great guy and when it comes to certifications and things like that okay. there's a lot of people out there where it's kind of like they'll certify you for a dollar amount and, yeah. you know, then you have the certification piece of paper and things like that. In jujitsu, it's kind of like you're as good as the person that gave you that belt. And okay. Tim is not only a great jujitsu practitioner, but just a great guy, man. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm very, very proud of that, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, and that's one of the things. When you're at my gym, we don't wear the gi, the uniform. Okay. We're a no-gi gym. So, it's basically shorts and a compression shirt and that tends to be what you train in right i don't wear a black belt when i'm training or teaching 
most of the time you will never see my black belt in the gym. It sits yeah. off on my desk. Okay. Because the thing is, I don't want you to respect me or listen to what I say because I'm wearing a fancy belt. That's yeah. kind of silly. Mm -hmm. I want you to like see what I can do and like see for yourself and learn the technique and then test it yourself and go like, wow, this works mm -hmm. under pressure. Yeah, this works. Absolutely. And so that's kind of a big deal to me. Yes, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. So we're going to have one last question here before we go into our break. It's our silly question. Sure. Um, you know, because we like to keep a light heart on here. So um, so you have to choose one one option here. Okay. So would you rather have to go spar one minute with the number one jujitsu fighter in the world or have to spar for five minutes against a beginner, but you have to be blindfolded and have your arms tied behind your back. Okay. I actually, <laughs> well, I actually got funny stories with it. So, oh, yeah. right. okay. Well, first off, I'm going to give you my answer and I'll yes, go into sure. it a little bit. Absolutely. So, um, 100%, I would love to spar with the, the best jujitsu practitioner in the world yeah. because like the way jujitsu works, you tap when you're caught. Like, it's not like I'm going to get hurt unless, yeah. you know, I did something where he decides like, Hey, I'm going to, hurt this guy or he woke and, up on the wrong side of the bed that morning and was like maybe i'll hurt this guy a yeah, little bit <laughs> and honestly like the best guys are very safe yes i worry much less about getting hurt by the best guys it's yeah. usually new guys do something crazy and the biggest injury risk is falling body weight where all of a sudden somebody new decides hey i think i'm gonna do a somersault yeah, right and now you got a couple hundred pounds falling yeah and that's it, one of yeah. reasons i watch whenever sparring is going on so if somebody's being unsafe i stop them and go like hey you can't do that here. That's yeah. just not what we're looking for. And if somebody's unsafe, I'll ask them to leave. Like, I'm not going to let them come in and injure someone. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick training with the number one guy. Now, with that said, um, I have submitted people without using my arms. Really? Um, quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. So, I used to make a game out of it. So, um, I just had a student come in. He's probably around 200, 210 pounds, and he wrestled a bit. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't gotten to train in a while, and I was feeling a little froggy. So I was like, I was talking to him, and I'm like, you know, I bet I could tap you out without using my arms. Because I used to do it a lot with new people. Yeah. And I just, it was a way to, like, sell jujitsu and kind of show off a little bit. Yeah. And it's a fun game for me because it makes things more difficult. You right. know what I mean? And I like to challenge myself. And it took me a couple minutes. Like, he was very tough. And I managed to kind of, like, knock him over and come up into, like, what we call a bicep slicer. And, yeah, I got him in about four minutes, I think. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's very fun, man. So I've done that. Um, we used to do drills where you would blindfold yourself and go. Yeah. But to be honest with you, jiu-jitsu is such a feel thing. Right. You're making contact with them. Being blindfolded really isn't a big deal. But going with no, no like, hands – that's pretty difficult. Yes. And you do have to be pretty careful. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. But yeah, there, there's things you can do. You can catch people like that. And um, the biggest thing is just making it fun. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if somebody has a laugh or two while they're training, I know I'm doing things right. Yeah. And, like, I'll do crazy things where they can't get past my legs. And, you know, I can use my feet kind of like hands just because I'm so used to doing jujitsu. So we have a really good time with it, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, you got to have fun with it too. You know, yeah. I think, I think that's such a wonderful thing that you guys focus on is safety and fun. Like, yeah. You know, and that's, that's the awesome. thing, like yeah. a lot of gyms that do jujitsu or MMA and people hear these things, you know, they think, oh, it's going to be like a bunch of guys that be real tough and fighting, things like that. <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I have like the friendliest group of people. You walk yeah, in, right. everybody's going to crack jokes. They're going to welcome you there. And it's just making sure everybody's 
safety today, having a good time, and still learning something effective. Yes. Like, I have to know. And that's the thing. If someone does not, like, tap to, like, a stranglehold or something, you know, they could go to sleep. Mm-hmm. We're going to go very slowly. Right. We're even going to ask them and say, hey, are you okay? You should probably tap. But, you know, if you don't, you can take a nap. So always tap. Yes. Always tap. We'll give you all day to do it. And one of the things, too, is if somebody's new, sometimes they don't realize they're in trouble. They right. may not recognize the position. They might be like, I can get out of this. I can do this. And then Yeah, and that's the time. thing. So, <laughs> you know, when we have a senior student and they're working with somebody new, I really remind them. I'm like, hey, this guy is not educated yet. He, he may not understand the risk. So you need to stop and tell him, hey, there is danger here. You could get hurt if you continue in this part. You right. need to tap instead of just going and someone gets hurt. So right. I really emphasize that yes. because if someone's uneducated, there could be a risk. So it's really taking care of new people and easing them into the sport, man. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a short break here on mm-hmm. to talk about some commercial stuff. So we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. It's Nate, and I hope you have been enjoying the episode so far as we've gotten to talk with Brad and learn about Misfits Jiu-Jitsu. He's got a really cool story, so I hope you have been enjoying listening to it, and I hope you can get to check him out if you get a chance. Don't have too much for the Break Between the Podcast, just some brief commercial messages. Hope you can stick around for them. So without further ado, let's dive right into them. So we have lots of events coming up here in St. Charles, and like we talked about last time in the break between the podcast, make sure to download our Travel St. Charles app if you're looking to check out any of the upcoming events, such as the Fox Valley Marathon, Jazz Weekend, the Hops for Hope 5K, Scarecrow Weekend, and so much more. It's a good way to be able to keep those events on your tabs and be able to get all the information on them. You could also visit our website for information on Jazz Weekend and Scarecrow at www.stcalliance.org. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out our Fox River Scavenger Hunt, which is a fun little way to get out on the Fox River and find all the critters that call St. Charles home. If you're interested in participating in that, go to our website, www.stcalliance.org outdoors in order to find the scavenger hunt. You can do it online, or we also have rack cards available here at the municipal building if you'd like to pick them up. If you complete the challenge, the fun part is is you can get a Kimmer's Ice Cream free ice cream scoop card as well as a free package of seeds and a little certificate to say that you are now a certified St. Charles Explorer. So it's a little fun way to be able to celebrate all the cool things here in St. Charles. We are also taking entries for the Scarecrow Contest, which is part of the Scarecrow Weekend, on October 6th through the 8th. If you're looking to be a part of the contest, make sure to get that application in as soon as possible. You can find all that information on how to apply and where the application is on our website, www.scarecrowfest.com. The entry is free, so it's a great opportunity to get out and be a part of this amazing community event. We are also looking for volunteers during Scarecrow Weekend, so if you or your organization might be interested in volunteering, make sure to go to that same website page, www.scarecrowfest.com, and you can find all the information on how to volunteer in the Volunteers tab. That will bring us to the end of our break between the podcast. Let's get right back into it to find out what's up, St. Charles.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. We're going to continue into part two where we're going to talk more about the business. So, Nick, take it away. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the basics of mm-hmm. Misfits. First off, where are you located? What are your hours? So I'm right off of Fifth Avenue, okay. um, right there by the cemetery there, which is kind of a funny story. So what happened was when I was in Elgin, we were looking to rebrand. Okay. So I had an artist that helped me with the rebrand, and uh, for the name... I was trying to figure out the name and I asked a friend and I said, what do I call this gym? And he goes, well, describe the people you have at your gym. And I'm like, man, I have a bunch of misfits and weirdos. So he said, <laughs> okay, you call it misfits jujitsu. And obviously there's misfits, the band and all that. And I was yeah. always into kind of like, you know, rock and heavy metal and yeah. punk music. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run with this. So my artist, he decided he'd been watching Adam's family all the time with his son. He loved the Adam's family. So when he talked to me, he's like, hey, I'm going to go with an Adam's family theme for your gym. So he goes and he puts together this uniform and it's got like a cemetery on the uniform. Yeah. Then I move here to St. Charles and I'm right between like two cemeteries. It's like, this is like clan. It's uh, fun. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, Match made. I don't. Yeah. It it just, it works so well. And then the thing is like, I decorate for Halloween and then I thought to myself, you know, the skulls and all that, that's kind of like our thing. But the thing is, I want to show we're not like real serious about it. So I have like little skeleton things outside my place. I decorate them for every holiday. Yeah. Right now I've got pink flamingos all around them for the summer, you know what I mean? And we decorate them. They have like Santa hats in the winter and things like that. That's awesome. Because that's the thing. I want to show we're just here to have fun. Yeah. We just want to have a good time. But yeah, I'm right over there off of uh, Fifth Avenue, Route 25 there. And uh, I'm probably five minutes from downtown. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's great, man. And then for hours, my class times on uh, Monday and Wednesday, classes start at 5 p.m. Okay. And I'll be there late. We have a class on the hour at 5, 6, 7. And we're just starting a ground striking class at 8 for students. And that, okay. right now, that tends to be students that want to be a little bit more competitive. But it's more just learning the basics. Anybody's welcome to those classes. They're very, very safe. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a, an 11 a.m. jujitsu class. Mm-hmm. Then I have our kids classes, which just started up. I've got some fantastic kids instructors. So I didn't want to start a kids program until I knew I had the support for it. Because you want a lot of people that can help out, look Mm -hmm. out for kids, make Mm -hmm. sure they're safe, make sure they can focus. Because, you know, keeping kids focused is a (laughs) full-time job there. So I have uh, two parents that they wanted to do a kid with uh, a class with their, their kid. And they offered to help me with those classes, and they both have a good amount of experience with jujitsu and MMA. Yes. So it worked out perfect. So our kids' classes are Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Cool. Then we have a striking class at 6 p.m. Now, our striking is kind of Muay Thai kickboxing-based. It's a, like kickboxing with knees and elbows. And uh, it's it's a really fun class. And, again, you're learning the real thing and kind of the art but we do it in a really safe way. Yeah. That's right. the thing. And if somebody wants to be like a professional fighter, hey, that it, we may not be for them. When mm-hmm. they're first starting out and they want to get their feet wet and learn those fundamentals and build, they could definitely do that with us. And we do have some people that are fighting at uh, the amateur level. Yeah. And it's kind of like, they're doing very, very well. I think they're going to have a lot of success because, again, we really study to make sure they're getting the right material. We spar in a way that's extremely safe, and there's very little head trauma. It's basically like you're not making a fist in the glove when you hit to the head. 
I'm right. tapping you, and you know, like, oh, I would have gotten stuck there. Now, if I have a student that's getting ready to fight, obviously there's going to be more contact, mm-hmm. but that's just for them and other competitors. That's not for somebody else coming in. So that class is on uh, Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m., and Saturdays at 11 a.m. Okay. Then yeah. we have our jiu-jitsu class at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah. and we also have jiu-jitsu on Saturdays at noon. Okay. Yeah, cool. I know that's a lot there. You know what I mean? Laying out. <laughs> then I'm typically there a half an hour before any class, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm always available if anybody calls or texts the gym number, which is uh, 630-615-9339. I'll always respond. You can also find us at misfitsjujitsu.com or look up Misfits Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. And I was doing TikTok videos for a bit. Okay. okay. They're so cool, but wow, are they hard to do like the really cool ones. <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours I spent trying to get just the right video clips and right, I was right. trying to get as much video as I could. But my problem is I need to get better about doing more social media because when I'm coaching, I am all in, zeroed in on yes. students. Mm-hmm. Like, And I always like forget to take pictures and video because like I'm tuned in, making sure everybody is learning, everybody's being safe and everybody's having fun. So I try to get other people will grab pictures for me sometimes and yeah. be like, hey, check this out. And I always like to get pictures where people are just having a good time because yeah. Yeah. that's what we're about. Yes. Well, TikTok can be tough, too, because I feel like there's just always new trends and stuff you got to keep up. Like, <laughs> there's I feel so like every, much. Every yeah. time I jump on, it's like there's new trends. And, yeah. Well, and one of the some things new is, sound that's, like, yeah, viral some or something. Yeah, oh, so. yeah. and, and I tough. was doing TikTok videos, and the thing is, like, they give you – I was using an app called CapCut. And okay. CapCut gives you, like, templates to work with, but all the gym ones were, like, kind of aggressive, okay. and that's not really us. Yeah. And I did a couple of videos, and I'm like, man, it comes across so aggressive. Yeah, like, hardcore, and, like, yeah, yeah well. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, don't get me wrong, like, we work hard, man, but at the end of it, I like the fun stuff. Yes. I like the fun stuff. I want to have yeah. a good time. If you come into my gym, most gyms have, like, a picture of, like, the sensei on the wall everybody bows to. I have, like, a wall with framed pictures of like our influences and up there i've got paul bearer he used to be the guy that walked out with the undertaker in wwe i've got nicholas cage up there Mm -hmm. um show nuff from the movie the last dragon if anybody is listening to us if you've never seen the movie the last dragon you have to watch that movie it's so (laughs) cheesy it's so good okay Um, i've got like steven seagal up there eating a carrot and it's really funny picture (laughs) and i have a couple people there legitimately influenced me and were a big help yeah but it kind of like sets the tone you go in you see all these goofy pictures i've got master blaster from mad max like we just want to have fun man yeah Yeah. absolutely so you know during some of the the sessions throughout the week so you know the normal jujitsu session yeah what does that kind of look like so you know you're coming through the doors they're like a warm-up and then and, you know, you guys like kind of go into the practice or is it like you work on like, you know, a certain like uh, technique for that week? Or... Yeah. So the, the way it works, one thing I found is when you're teaching jujitsu, jujitsu is enormous. Yes. And you have to learn as an instructor that like as an instructor, you teach things and you start to second guess and you go, I think we need to do something new. I'm worried students are bored, something like that. But you forget they're there once or twice a week. So a lot of times they're not getting enough repetition. So what we do is we do classes in a two-week cycle. We repeat the same class for about two weeks, and we'll add detail or branches off of it if people are doing very well during the two-week period. Now, when you come in for a class, for our jiu-jitsu classes, we jump right into technique. Because when it comes to like running a warm-up and things like that, you can do stretches 
and burpees and whatever it is, you can do these things on your own. When you come to me, you're coming for technical jujitsu instruction. Gotcha. So we work technique and we work pretty slowly at first because I want you to ease into it. And the technique could be the warm up. That way you're learning right away. Right. And we go through the technique and we'll we'll usually do a couple branches off of it where it's pieces that connect. It's kind of like filling out the corner of a puzzle. It's like that's your start. Yeah. So we fill out this little piece, and then once we get towards the end of class, we do positional training where I'm going to put you in a situation where you can succeed at that technique and get practice. Now, I tell my students to give what I call appropriate resistance, and this is very important. Yeah. So appropriate resistance means you have some success. You don't get it every time. If you get the move every time, it's, it's too easy. You're not being challenged. Right. If the person defends so hard that you have no success, you're not learning because you never get a chance to practice. So I encourage students to like really give just the right amount of resistance to make things difficult, but they're still learning. So we'll do this positional training and after jujitsu classes is open roll. So we have sparring and we will stay there until everybody's dead tired. Yep. We will spar <laughs> for three hours straight. And you know, the longest round I've ever done I had a round with a friend of mine, Steve McMahon, and we rolled for an hour and a half straight once. And we right now we do six-minute rounds. Every once in a while, if the guys are sticking around, we'll just turn off the timer and just let them go. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's so much fun. I can't stress <laughs> that enough. Now, if you come in for a tie boxing class, which is more our striking class, um, the first nine minutes or so of the, of the class is shadow boxing. We do three rounds of shadow boxing. Now, if you're a new student, I'm going to talk about the most important thing you're going to learn that day and just where to put your feet, how yep. to stand yep. and like why we stand that way. Right. And we're going to go really basic with it and just get you comfortable. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to kind of work you in. Now, when we teach the classes, all our drills are done with gloves and shin guards because there's a couple reasons for this. If you're hitting pads all the time and you have a beginner who comes in and they hit pads, they hit pads as hard as they can. Well, then if they spar, they're going to hit really hard. Yep. They're going to be beating each other up right away. Everybody goes home with a headache or like their leg hurts, things like that. So we do glove and shin guard drills where they're wearing gloves, you're wearing gloves, you're each wearing shin guards. And you're putting kicks and punches against the person's gloves. You're kicking against the body, punching against the body, but you're doing it pretty lightly mm -hmm. where you get comfortable right away and you realize you're not trying to hurt anybody. Sure. That's right. not what we're looking for. And you're learning the technique. Now, our classes tend to be based on a defensive aspect because, you know, when you have people come in, everybody wants to just do offense. They all just want to punch each other. <laughs> the best thing you could do is learn how to defend everything yes. because then it becomes a game. Yeah. And we'll start sparring. We spar every single day and we want to ease people into sparring. So one thing I tend to do with students when they first spar, I don't want them punching. I'm going to have them literally just slap at the person's head, slap at the person's glove. What that teaches, it teaches them to be relaxed. It teaches them that it's more about a game and playing the game and landing yes. kicks and things like that. After they've relaxed a little bit and they've realized this is a fun thing, this is not you getting into a fight, then we'll start having them throw punches, but there's no fist made inside the glove in order to keep like trauma to the head at a bare minimum. Yes. Because nobody should be going home with a headache every day. That, you know, that's not good for yes. you, man. It adds up. And we just want to make sure it stays fun. Like, I want to see people having a laughter and a round, you know what I mean? Playing the game. And it's amazing if you watch fighters in Thailand. There's a type of sparring they do where they don't wear 
any protective equipment, and it looks like they're just playing a game. You know what I mean? It's not like, it doesn't look like a real serious thing. Now, if I tell people, oh, they spar with no protective gear, they're like, wow, they're so tough. It's it's not that. When you watch, they're so safe with it. Because they know in Thailand, they're going to be fighting every single week. Right. Every week, they're going to have a fight. If they get injured in training, they can't fight that week. They can't support their family. Right. Uh, their culture out there is incredible. I have so much respect for those guys. So it's like I want students doing this playful kind of sparring and just having a good time with yeah. it, man. And they're still learning real skills. Yeah. And it's like building on that where you have to make sure we're at that point where we're learning something that's very effective but doing it in a safe way. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, if people want to join Misfits, sure. What's the best way to do? It? I know you dropped the, you know, call on you and talking to you or going oh, yeah. to the website. Oh yeah. So it, one of the things is, it's almost like a tryout because when you come in, yeah, you're figuring out if we're a good fit for you. But yeah. also, I'm seeing if you're a good fit for us. Right. Because if somebody comes in, they're very, very aggressive, and it's like, hey, they're here to fight. I don't want you at my gym. Right. Now, if you want to learn the art of how to fight and you're there to learn, I want you in my gym. You yes. know what I mean? I don't want people that are looking to hurt people. That I won't allow it. So we give away a one-week trial. You could try every single class for a week period, come in every day, and see if the culture is a good fit. See if the way I teach is a good fit. See if you like what we do. And yes. if it's a good fit for you after a week... And I always know when somebody gets the bug. I know when somebody's like <laughs> going to be like one of my mat rats where they're going to live on the mat and just really spend the time. Yeah. After a week, I know if it's going to be. And it's like, I know if they're a good fit. I know if they're just going to like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not for absolutely everybody. And the thing yeah. is, I really encourage everybody to give it a shot. Initially, when you're doing jujitsu, for people that have never grappled before, it's very uncomfortable. Yes. You have this close proximity. It kind of like weirds you out a little bit, but especially for women, getting past that initial stage for self-defense is so important. (laughs) And it's so much fun once you get past that initial like awkwardness and learn to play the game and just learn to have fun. Like it's, it's a really good time, man. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, Nick, do you have any more questions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know you'd mentioned, like you said, the phone number before, but you also have social media. Can you drop those links? Yeah, so it's Misfits Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram. Um, You can also look up Misfits Jiu-Jitsu on Facebook. It should pop right up. I'm trying to think if there's any particular like spelling or anything like that. (laughs) When I just typed in Misfits Jiu-Jitsu, it came up on Instagram. Yeah, it should come right up. And um, I need to post more content. I know that. I got to do some (laughs) more videos and things. And uh, we have a lot of fun there, though. There's some cool stuff up there. There's also some videos when we have students compete and things like that. We just had two students of ours, Henry and Gio, compete at the National Muay Thai Association event. And it's a live sparring event for Muay Thai. Really cool. They did great. I'm so proud of them. But, yeah, you can find us on there and definitely check us out. And, again, can message me or call me at 630-615-9339. And any questions you guys have, anybody out there, um, I highly encourage you to try this. Mm -hmm. If you know somebody and they're just going through a rough time, this is one of the best possible things you can do. And it really does help out and it gives you a positive community that's going to encourage you to do great things in your life and to be physically active and to be healthy because 
right now with the diet out there, it's a little rough. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> lots yeah, of sugars, lots there. of the the heavy uh, high fructose corn syrup and all that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'll tell you, I got started on Factor Meals, which is a meal okay. prep company, and they're actually based out of the area. And they, they help me so much. I've been yeah. doing okay. those. And I've really switched up my diet to eat much healthier. And, uh, yeah, it's been great, man. It's been Absolutely. great. But, yeah, no, please come in, guys. Come in. Try try a week of classes. See if it's a good fit for you. Absolutely. So, Brad, well, awesome job. You've mm-hmm. made it through our gauntlet questions. Just one last one. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the St. Charles community before we wrap up the, the podcast here? Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing I really want to say for people out in St. Charles there's a lot of people in St. Charles that get lost in the shuffle and a lot of people that don't get into high school sports and don't have that sense of community and end up in bad spots. And um, this is something you get into where it can really, really, truly help. I really believe that. And, uh, you know, it's just be kind people like life is hard every day. You have a chance to just kind of like be positive and be a good person do your best to be that day to day. And uh, that's what we're all about. And I hope you guys come in and see us. Absolutely. Well, yeah. well said, Brad. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for coming. Dude, thank you podcast. guys so much. It's a lot of fun. I could probably talk for a couple more hours, <laughs> as I'm sure you guys can tell. Yes. And um, yeah, let me know. Who knows? May I come back sometime? Yeah. But um, yeah, hang with you guys anytime, man. This is great. Yeah. Sounds great, Brad. So um, that will wrap up our episode here. Uh, we'll have more episodes coming down the line. So until then, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time.